Welcome to Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly Bible study. Please join Dr. Steve Wood every week where we can all collectively grasp a better understanding of God through His Word. This podcast will be published every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood zero zero two at gmail dot com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Good evening everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday evening podcast at Hillside Baptist Church. We're glad that you're joining us tonight and uh, we welcome our members and our guests as we continue our study through the book of Jeremiah. Success most of us like success, don't we? Now, tonight's message is entitled, Success in God's Eyes. Isn't that more important than success in our own eyes? So we'll look, we'll look at these verses of Scripture and um, some things about these verses in just a moment as we consider this very important lesson. Jeremiah had several messages to l- deliver, and we're going to see what happened as he delivers this last message that God gives him. It's found in Jeremiah chapter 26, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 16 tonight in our study of this particular portion of Scripture. Success in God's eyes, Jeremiah 26, beginning in verse 1. Early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. This word came from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the towns of Judea who come to worship in the house of the Lord. Tell them everything I command you. Do not omit a word. Perhaps they will listen and each will turn from their evil ways. Then I will relent and not inflict on them the disaster I was planning because of the evil they have done. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, Then I will make this house like Shiloh, and this city a curse among all the nations of the earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah speak these words in the house of the Lord. But as soon as Jeremiah finished telling all the people everything the Lord had commanded him to say, the priests and prophets and all the people seized him and said, You must die. Why do you prophesy in the name of the Lord that this house will be like Shiloh and this city will be desolate and deserted? And all these things, and all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. When the officials of Judah heard about these things, they went up from the royal palace to the house of the Lord and took their place at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's house. Then the priests and the prophets said to the officials and all the people, 
This man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. You have heard it with your own ears. Then Jeremiah said to all the officials and all the people, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city. All the things that you have heard. Now reform and uh, your actions and obey the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent and not bring the disaster He has promised against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me whatever you think is good and right. Be assured, however, that if you put me to death, you will bring the guilt of innocent blood on yourselves and on this city and on those who live in it. For in truth, the Lord has sent me to you to speak all the words in your hearing. Then the officials and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man should not be sentenced to death. He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word today. We know that Jeremiah was in a predicament, a situation that was not his own. And here people wanted to take his life. Help us tonight as we think about these things. And I pray that it might be a message to us to help us in our day and time that we might live for you and that we might be able to influence those around us for right and for good. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a saying, and I'm sure that most of you have heard it at least sometime in your life. Don't shoot the messenger. What it means is whatever the messenger is delivering, it's not his fault. It's not his message. The message comes from someone else. If you don't like the message, then go to the source and take it up with the individual that gave that message for the messenger to deliver. That's the way it was with the prophet Jeremiah and other prophets in his day and time as well, wasn't it? Found here in our text, countless times, however, he was treated as if he were the author of his message and the reaction was usually anger, hostility, and even threats of death on his own life. Once he was beaten and put in stocks. Although in the verse found here in today's text, we see Jeremiah does escape death. At the end of the chapter, another prophet of the Lord, carrying the same message, was put to death by the king. Later the king destroyed Jeremiah's manuscripts, the manuscripts of his prophecies. And the Lord told him he had to start all over again and write out the same things that he had told him, told him before so that this might be included in the Word of God. Another time he was thrown down into a cistern. Now fortunately, it was not filled with water, but he was left there for days. 
It was enough to make Jeremiah want to get out of the ministry. Even he hated the message that he had to deliver. Because it was one of such terrible destruction. Jerusalem and the temple would all be destroyed by Babylon. This was the messages that he was given from God to deliver to the people. We find that Jeremiah pleaded with the Lord to release him and not make him continue to give this, these type messages. Like Job, he despised the day that he was born. He had the message to tell, and he had no option. He found himself unable to hold back, even when he said, I'll not say anymore. The word of the Lord burned within him. And when he said he wouldn't speak for God anymore, he had to speak, he tells us. Yes, when people get upset at someone who has told them something they don't like to hear, as I said before, the person speaking will sometimes respond with, don't shoot the messenger. Sometimes that means, look, I'm just a spokesperson. Your quarrel isn't with me, but with the person who sent me and gave me the message. Take it up with them if you want. I didn't create this problem. I've merely told you the truth about the problem. And attempting to silence me won't make the truth go away. People seem to think that if they get rid of the messenger, the problem will disappear. Now, as we look at Jeremiah and his message and his ministry, this is the exact thing that was going on. He was a major prophet in the Old Testament. He was sent to wake up the people of God. The children of Israel were falling away from the Lord God, failing to serve Him as they should. They had begun to worship false gods. And so the Lord had sent Jeremiah to preach a message of repentance and preach a message of the law to show them where they had fallen short, to show them God's Word. But it was so bad, in fact, that he had only one word from the message he had to proclaim. He came and proclaimed that they were certainly going to face doom. They were going to face destruction. That became the message that Jeremiah had to deliver. In our text, we have a case in which people very literally wanted to kill the messenger. This text before us tonight begins to unfold something in the ministry of the prophet Jeremiah. The pious king Josiah had died. And after the very brief reign of, of Jehoahaz, wicked Jehoiakim is now reigning. He's now the king. And as often the case as the leader went so did the followers so does the population king jehoiakim was wicked and so the people of israel became wicked just like him god saw this and sent jeremiah once again to go into the temple courts into the high traffic area 
so that many people would hear him speak the message from God. Jeremiah is told to speak for God and to say, and these are verses 4 and 5, If you do not listen to me and follow my law, which I have set before you, this is of course God speaking, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and this city an object of cursing among all the nations of the earth. Isn't this the reason that people sometimes want to kill the messenger because they bring such miserable, harsh, confrontational messages? God's message through Jeremiah was one of confrontation. It was one of accusation, charging the Israelites with repeatedly failing to obey God's law and repeatedly refusing to listen to His words which were spoken by the prophets. These words had to sting. And I doubt very much that Jeremiah smiled when he gave the message. His message was a very different message than the, you're all okay with God because you're His chosen people. And it's no wonder that God chose you since you're such a good people anyway. You see, this message was the message literally coming from false prophets during Jeremiah's day. Others were speaking the opposite of what Jeremiah was saying. As you might imagine, this wasn't well received by the people and especially by the chief priest and the false prophets. So they decided to literally kill the messenger. Notice verse 8. You must die. But listen to the reason they gave for this. Verse 11 says, This man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. An interesting charge, don't you think? He isn't charged with blasphemy or even with lying, telling the people a falsehood. The people and all the officials gathered at the Lord's house. They don't say you must die because you're telling lies. Some prophets did lie. They weren't God's prophets. Instead, the charge amounts to, we don't like the words you're saying. You're against the temple, our temple, and our people. Most people place a high value on success. We judge ourselves and others by the things we have achieved. The house we live in, the clothes that we wear, if we've done well, we feel our lives should reflect our success. But the fact is, God defines success. And that definition is different than how we define it. Jeremiah is a case in point. No one worried about 
the judgments proclaimed in his prophecies. No one repented in response to his faithful messages. He sparked no lasting revival. His enemies openly mocked him, plotted to assassinate him, threw him in prison, and tried to destroy his writings. Yet because Jeremiah was obedient, God considered him a success. Today's incident from 609 B.C. begins with a message known well at this point in our study. The people can repent of their sins or they can face God's judgment, verses 1 through 6. What does like Shiloh mean? Did you wonder about that when we read it? That's found in verses 6 and 9. Shiloh was the home of the temple, or the tabernacle rather, from the time of Josiah to the days of Samuel. In response to Israel's sinfulness, God allowed Shiloh to be destroyed by the Philistines. 1 Samuel chapter 4, and this is also talked about in Psalm 78. Since Jeremiah preached this message in the courtyard of the temple, he walked right into the mouth of the lion. Angered, the priests and false prophets seized him. Verses 7 and through 9. A legal hearing followed. Verses 10 through 16. Jeremiah's enemies accused him of prophesying against the temple and demanded the death for the prophet. They had confused a building with God. You see, he was preaching that this building was going to be destroyed, not that God was going to fail or that God was going to be destroyed. Notice Jeremiah's defense. It was that the Lord had sent him to speak the truth. He boldly repeated the message that he had given before, and called everyone to repent. Now notice the fickle crowd, the people, not the uh, false prophets or the priest, but the others there switched sides. And the king wasn't against Jeremiah at this time. And Jeremiah, as a genuine prophet, under, under God's protection, was found innocent. As Christians, we should not be surprised when we face persecution. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 16 tells us about that. Those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Today, pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are having to endure suffering, and persecution for no other reason than for their faith. Lord, we ask for your mercy upon the Christian people persecuted around the world. Sustain their faith. Bless their faithfulness. Give them joy and hope in their situation. And if not joy presently, then 
joy because of the world to come, the blessings that you hold for us as this life ends. Thank you for those that are listening to our podcast tonight. We pray your blessings upon them. And we pray that we might live for you regardless of the circumstances around us. Help us to be successful in your sight. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.